0: London. There are five people without whom this book could never have been written. The first, of course, is Orson Welles, who, day after day, month after month, patiently subjected himself to my barrage of questions, and also arranged for me to meet and interview some of the most important people in his life. No one could have spent as much time talking to Orson as I have without coming to feel the deepest affection and respect for him. I can only hope that this book does some small justice to a very great man, whose laughter and friendship I cherish, and whose joy in living has been a lesson to me. How can I ever thank Henry Jaglum for arranging my first meeting with Orson? Because Henry has been such a close friend of Orson's, he knows what a special gift he gave me in introducing me to him. Another of Orson's dearest friends to whom I am grateful is his mentor, Roger Skipper Hill, who, besides talking to me at length, gave me access to Orson's boyhood letters and diaries, as well as other precious documents from Orson's later life. I have dedicated this book to Skipper by way of acknowledging his formative impact on Orson. Long before I met Orson himself, it was Shifra Haran who first made me truly feel what she likes to call his wonderfulness. I am grateful to her for this, for the innumerable details about Orson and Rita Hayworth with which she provided me, but above all, for the wonderfulness of her friendship. Finally, I want to thank my husband, David. I think he knows how much I depend on him and how much I love him. Orson Welles I've just walked across Lake Michigan, I suppose, Orson Welles says to me when I report that I've just finished writing about him at the age of three. Early on in our conversations, he tells me to stop calling him Mr. Wells. Everybody calls me Orson, he says. On the phone, people who've never met me say, Hello, Orson, and I don't even know what they look like. To talk about his life, there are lunches and dinners at Orson's Los Angeles hangout, Ma Maison. Meet me at nine at the saloon, Orson says when he calls me. By which I learn he means his regular table for four behind a latticework screen at the only restaurant in town with an unlisted telephone number. At dinner we are joined by his regular evening companion, a two-year-old black toy poodle named Kiki, who, seated on a chair at his left, growls and snaps her tiny teeth at anyone who gets too close to her gargantuan master. Kiki's terrible, Orson laughs. She finally gets to know somebody who comes to see me on business all the time and gives him little kisses and all that. But when he gets up to walk out, she runs and bites him on the ankle. In New York, where he is stopping over on his way back from the Cannes Film Festival, when Orson receives me in his suite at the Hotel Carlisle, there is Kiki cradled in his massive arms, which issue from a voluminous red, orange, and yellow striped burnoose that grazes the thick rug as he walks on stockinged feet. Don't bite the biographer, I say, drawing back slightly. No, says Orson, chuckling and shaking his head. That would not be a good idea. When we haven't talked for a while, Orson calls me and says, Ask me a question, at which we both laugh. About a career so illustrious, just where does one begin? Says Orson, I only remember the pieces I tell you about. I don't remember the things I don't tell you. I know people who have a much better recollection of their childhood than I do. They remember very well when they were a year and a half and two years old. I've only one or two dim daguerreotypes that come to mind. He is wistfully aware that, even to him, his long life is available only in partial views. When he sends me to Illinois to meet the man he calls his oldest and best friend, his childhood mentor and former headmaster of the fabled Todd School for Boys, 88-year-old Roger Skipper Hill, Orson says, His memory is very good. As far as I know, it's very accurate, except I've found talking to him, as one does. I remember one thing, which he's forgotten, and he remembers another, which I've forgotten, so it sort of patches things up although orson likes to tell me that mine is a vile profession biography as he pronounces it he is often eager to try to retrieve those fragments of the past he can while his biography is being written as he grows from 3 to 30 to 60 sometimes they